Hey, welcome to Chirocast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Now You Know. Now You Know has been my website host, uh, purely a chiropractic website host since 1997. So we got 97, 2007, 2017. Now we got 21 years of working with these guys. And their website has been nothing but awesome for me in acquiring new patients and helping new patients and existing patients acquaint themselves with chiropractic. And now here's the podcast. So <clears throat> Dr. Sid Williams uh, was one of my heroes. Uh, I had the good fortune of uh, meeting him personally by being here at Life University during the 80s when he was at his prime. Uh, I had the very good fortune of attending uh, the Life uh, DE functions, uh, the meetings that he had over the Waverly Hotel when he was uh, the one in charge of that. Uh, from 1993 till when we came down here uh, and everything kind of changed by like 2003 but we had about 10 straight years of uh, me hanging at Dr. Sid's every word um, and uh, for me Dr. Sid w- what's really amazing is 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 listening to what he's saying uh, he was saying the same thing we're saying now which is this is not about making someone feel better this is not about cracking someone's back this is about changing someone's life. This is about changing someone's life by accessing their brain and their nerve system. And I know a lot in chiropractic, a lot of the stuff that you're gonna see and hear and be involved with has you focusing on the spine and the bones as the thing that are important. And I'm telling you that's just the entryway. It's just the door, do you understand? Right? That's just the door. How do you get into this room? You got to enter the door. How do we enter the nerve system? Through the spine. But that's not the thing. Right? Now what we do may open that door more, especially if like into network and those kind of uh, tonal you know, based things like, like we are. You know, the, the whole point of gateway that Donnie Epstein calls the gateway is you're opening the door to get better access into the nerve system. Right? But that's what we're about. And think about this. This was 1999 when he was talking about this. He was talking about the same stuff back in 1989 when I graduated and 1974 when he started DE. It's the same stuff. Dr. Sid was trying to change the place that chiropractic was headed because before he was around, after B.J. Palmer died in 1961, chiropractic took a really wrong turn, right? And that wrong turn, especially when BJ was sick and then when he passed away in 1961, the wrong turn was we want to focus on the sliver of chiropractic that is musculoskeletal. But that sliver of chiropractic isn't the thing we need to focus on. Because that sliver of chiropractic is not what chiropractic is about. All it is is the entryway. All it is is the door, right? We want to get to the nerve system, right? We want, I want to see the changes in the nerve system. So when we see a patient, my whole thought process every time I'm in front of a, of a new patient or an existing patient is how can I access the nerve system better? How can I turn this nerve system on more? Right? So when we have a child come in who has seizures or a child come in who has autism or a child come in who has ear infections or an adult come in who's got back pain or an adult with headaches or a pregnant woman with you know, a, a breech baby. It doesn't matter. You know, I don't care. You could theoretically, although this would not be a great practice building thing, you could theoretically say, don't say anything, just lie down. Right? 
because essentially my adjustment is the most, the most important thing I'm going to do is remove the subluxations. But I want to know what's going on with the person. I want to develop rapport with that person. I want to see how I can more specifically help that person. So the conversation's important. Now I know there's a lot of people out there saying, well, all I need to do is have them lie down, right? And that's all we need to do. But that is not the crux of what we do. The crux of what we do is not just removing subluxations. What's the, the biggest thing that we do actually is what? We educate, right? That's the number one thing we do. We educate, we teach people something different. They don't know what they don't know, right? They don't realize that when they are doing the things they're doing just during their normal daily life, that they are patterning bad patterns into themselves. Just as an example, we have a, a, a little boy started a couple of days ago. Gorgeous little kid, two years old, not talking, right? Parents are worried about autism. Obviously, that's a big concern with everybody you know, these days. And we're going to talk a lot about autism uh, this quarter, since it's kind of like my favorite thing to, to study. So um, what we are, you know, their focus was, can we get him to talk? Like, I want to get him to talk. Is that my focus? No, what's my focus? I want to focus on his nerve system, his brain and his nerve system. How are we going to get his little brain and his nerve system to, to focus more on talking? Now, here's one of the biggest things I see with a lot of families who have what, or kids who are they're worried about going into the autistic spectrum is they want to get them to talk, but they don't do anything to get their brains to make them talk. Right? So we have to do several things with these kids. Number one is we have to adjust them. Right? Why is adjustment so important? This is the thing you have to tell the patients. You have to tell the patients, the reason adjustments are so important is how else can we access the nerve system? Directly accessing the nerve system. Directly accessing the vagus nerve, which is the social communication uh, system of the body. Directly accessing the input and the output and the processing of that little brain. How do we access it? How do we make sure that the, the, the special nerve system is working at 100%? That's what chiropractic does. It's like having a plug, and like here's, here's the outlet over here, having a plug and connecting their, out, their cord into the plug. That's what it is that we do. That's why what it is is so important, right? Their plug is sitting out over here. We just push that plug in. That's what the adjustments do. Number one, we got to give them neurological exercises. Number two, train their little nerve systems. Do something novel and different and unexpected. That's how you train your nerve system. That's why going to class is so important versus just taking tests that theoretically you could, all of you are so smart at this point because you've been here for, in the university so long, you probably could theoretically not come to class, just take tests in week six and week 11 and probably do pretty well just because of your ability to, to do well on a Scantron you know, kind of test. You probably could do okay, right? But that's not the point. The point is, is to expand your nerve system. You know, what does Heb say about your nerves? Nerves that fire together, wire together. That's what we do here in this class, right? I'm going, my goal this quarter is to shake up the brains inside of you, to get them firing and wiring in a different way. Add some new neuronal connections, add some new synapses, make you think outside the box. But you gotta do that with these kids too. Right? These kids are underserved, and not that adjustments alone aren't amazing, because they certainly are, but the child who is more challenged needs more than your five-minute or less adjustment once or twice a week. Right? That, that, that 10 minutes is not enough. It's not enough, because in order to make changes in neurology, frequency, intensity, and duration, 
which means it's got to be done a lot of times over a long period of time. It's going to be a lot of different kind of stimuli coming in. So the adjustments, a fabulous stimuli, one of the most important stimuli you can do for a body, but you got to do something else too, right? So these are like exercises, enrichment exercises, and there's two kinds of exercises. Number one is more of a physical kind of exercise that you got to teach the kids, right? Which I especially go over in my ICPA classes. And another thing is the like more functional or teachable kind of things. So as an example, so a child who's two years old and is not talking, what should we do with them to help get into that part of the brain? How about flashcards? Right? Flashcards. Show them a pig. This is a pig. 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 What does a pig say? Oink. Pig says oink. Pig. Cow. Cow. What does a cow say? Cow says moo. And we got to keep on, because a lot of times what people do is they're reading books, you know, and they think, and reading books is absolutely imperative. We must, must read books to kids. But it, what happens is after a while, books become very relaxing to kids like this, especially on the spectrum, and kids and books don't, aren't as educational because they're not getting it in that part of their brain. So when you see, you say, you know, doctor, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, right? Can you point? And it's just like, okay, you know, this, let me just calm down and let me just fall asleep in mommy's arms when mommy is reading because it becomes a relaxing kind of exercise. So we need to do something different. They're not used to flashcards at two years old, right? You're used to doing that with a five-year-old kid, right? So you get some flashcards, you know, and then you can get flashcards of common ordinary objects, you know. This is milk, right? Uh, you know, or almond milk, of course. You have to write the word almond on top of it or <laughs> coconut or something. But this is milk. This is water. You know, this is a bed, right? This is a toilet. And you teach them the words that are super important. And you can get these flashcards at Costco, Amazon, wherever. But you got, the key is the ch children need novel stimulus. So now, if they're getting three kinds of novel stimulus a week, which is chiropractic adjustments, very novel, very powerful stimulus into their nervous system, they're getting neurological exercises, and they're getting more of these functional exercises, now you're blasting their brain. And this isn't something that's just done like a couple of seconds and a little bit here and there, right? The, the exercise that mom and dad do, they have to do a lot of, especially the, the word exercise and those kind of things, they have to do a lot of this work at home. Because the more behind they are, the more their brain needs the work. Right? So that's why the combination of these sort of things, you put these things together, and then you add, you add some healthy food also, which is super important. A lot of times these kids are eating like the most junkiest kind of like food I've ever seen. You know, mac and cheese, pizza, french fries, you know, kind of diet, right? You get them off of this kind of stuff, and now you, now you create lots of different stimuli that will affect their brain. Because that's, bottom line, if you heard what Dr. Sue was saying, that's what we're working on, right? We're not adding other, th we're not adding mechasonolators and ultrasounds, that kind of stuff. We're adding everything we can to maximize their brain when I'm in the office and when they're out of the office. And I know if Dr. C were alive today, he'd be gung-ho with a lot of this awesome functional neurology stuff that Dr. Melillo and people like him are talking about. Right? So that's why what we do is so important. And, that, and a lot of people saying, you know, oh, this neurology stuff isn't that, you know, big and all these other things. And, you know, the adjustments just don't really, it's it, it kind of coincidental if they affect these kids. No, the reason that chiropractic is so amazing with the special needs population is because it is a novel stimuli into their nervous system.
That's the number one reason. It's unexpected, repetitive stimuli into their nervous system. And that, it, it gives their brain a blast. And that's why we see so many kids in my practice who are on the autistic spectrum, we see them thrive. You know, a girl who came in just a, uh, several weeks ago and she was hardly talking, no social contact, no eye contact. And now the girl is like hopping and skipping and playing in the office and she's going to the, she, mom said yesterday, she's at the pool and she's talking to all these kids at the pool, like totally different changes in this kid, right? Not 100%, right? She still has got a lot of issues, but she's doing so, so, so much better in a, such a short period of time because the mom is diligent on getting the kid adjusted and doing all this novel stimuli. And that's what we need to do with these kids, right? And Dr. Sid alluded to this years and years and years ago, which is why I think it's just so amazing. And the thing that I want to kind of finish up this thought about is, is this, that there are a lot of people out there especially you guys who probably most of you never, did anybody meet Dr. Sid or see Dr. Sid? Okay, good, good for you. So for not many people anymore of, in your uh, classes have knew Dr. Sid and had a chance to meet him the way I was very blessed and fortunate you know, to, to have him as a hero of mine and a mentor. But there's a lot of negativity about Dr. Sid out there. And what I ask you to do is to think about the amazing things he did do. Like, he made some mistakes, yeah, you know, but you know what? So do you. Let's be real, right? And he made some big mistakes on a big playing field. May you get to the point to be in the playing field he was playing on, right? A lot of us are playing like checkers and chess, and this guy was playing like national championship kind of stuff, and we're playing down here in this little realm. So when you're playing on the, with the big boys and you make mistakes, those are usually big mistakes, right? So, yes, he made mistakes. N nobody was perfect. But the guy, if it wasn't for him, chiropractic wouldn't be here. Understand that. 1961, B.J. Palmer died. By 1974, chiropractic was on a downhill slide until Dr. Sid came around. So understand that he built DE, he built the school, and because of him, chiropractic is still here. And it really, it really is that important. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. And you talk to a lot of other people in the philosophical construct of chiropractic, and they will agree with me. They may not like the man, right? But they have to respect the man because of what he built. And you're in sitting in what he built. So do not put him down. Do not put him down because that man built an empire and saved chiropractic. And I really want to make sure everybody you know, gets that. <clears throat>